Welcome to the Practical Growth Podcast. I'm your host, E.B. Johnson, top writer on Medium.com, published author, and master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming. You've landed on the podcast that takes you on a journey into the heart of relationships and self-discovery. This is a must listen for those who are ready to overcome their toxic relationships and their toxic patterns. You can expect real talk, practical guidance, and raw and relatable guests that you'll be talking about for weeks. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, hello again, my lovelies. It is me, E.B. Johnson, your favorite podcaster, your favorite medium.com writer, your favorite narc talk, TikTok creator. And we are back with another great, 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 great episode that you are really going to enjoy. Um, this episode is actually going to be focusing on one of my most popular stories on Medium right now, one of my most popular articles. That article is this. Uh, why do you keep attracting so many narcissistic relationships? You've done all the work. You've read all the books. You've gone to classes and seminars. You've hired coaches. You've had years and years and years of therapy. Why is it still happening? Why do you still keep choosing narcissistic friends? Why do you still keep choosing narcissistic partners? Why do your own narcissistic traits or tendencies keep rearing their ugly head? Why? Why, why, why? Why won't the pattern stop? Why doesn't it stop? That's what we're going to break down today. We're going to pull back the blanket once and for all so that you can finally acknowledge the truth and you can finally consciously, intentionally, and with full awareness, get rid of all this narcissistic nastiness that's playing out in your life. Before we jump in, though, I've got some big news on the freebie front for all of my listeners. That's right. I've got a new freebie for all of you over in the growth shop. It is a workbook specifically designed for narcissistic abuse survivors. This workbook is to help you kind of get kickstarted on the right foot for 2023. You learn to confront some big emotions. Uh, you'll do some work on setting boundaries. And most importantly, you get started on the really, really hard work of accepting fully and without shame and without judgment what happened to you. Um, it's totally free. It's called Becoming. And all you have to do to get that workbook is to head over to The Real E.B. Johnson and join my mailing list. It's very simple. If you head to therealebjohnson.com, you'll see a big orange button right there at the top of the screen. Click that, sign up with your name and email address, and boom, bada bing, it's all yours. So if you are looking to just get a little more clarity after getting out of a narcissistic uh, abusive relationship, or if you've just kind of woken up to the fact that you had a narcissistic family and you're trying to make sense of it all, this workbook is a great little kind of first stop, like I said, that can just give you a bit more vision and it can help you solidify some of your goals so that you go into 2023 with a more concrete concept of how you're going to set boundaries for yourself and how you're going to emotionally and mentally nurture and nourish yourself. Again, that's totally free. If you'd like to get a copy of Becoming the Survivor's Workbook, then head over to therealebjohnson.com and hit that big orange button at the top of the page. Now let's get into it. You know, my clients are always, you know, basically by the time they come to me, very, very con confused. They're perplexed. They've had years of therapy. They've probably spent hundreds of hours, you know, learning, researching, deep diving, training themselves, recondition themselves. And then they still keep falling into the hands of narcissistic people. Why? Why is that happening? Why haven't they learned better? They've literally learned better. So why aren't they doing better? Have they not broken the cycle by, you know, doing all this work that 
promised them they would break the cycle by doing the work? Well, yes, yes, yes. Um, when you do a little digging, it, it kind of becomes obvious. Okay. Yes. My clients have spent years and years and years before they even come to me for coaching, uh, addressing their relationships with narcissists, addressing their relationships with self, but few of them, few of them, no matter wh- how good the therapy is, uh, how many times they've gone, how many books they've read, other coaches they've been to, few of them have spent a lot of time really inwardly confronting Okay, it's all been outward, outward, outward. What's going on in the outward environment and how can you navigate this outward environment and these these people that do toxic things to you and heal what they've done and yada, yada, yada. And part of that is why these narcissists come to keep scratching at their doors. Okay, because in traditional kind of therapy, counseling, self-help, the introspection is actually superficial and it's kind of narcissistic because it's not radical accepting it's not uh radically wide-reaching okay and, and it's understandable it's not easy looking at yourself and going this is what is wrong with me this is what i am doing wrong this is what i am getting wrong this is what i am repeating that is just bad that makes these bad things happen to me. That's not easy to do. It's way, 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 way easier to name and claim the pain that's created by the outside world, right? It's way easier to point out what other people have done to you than what you have done to other people or what you have done to yourself. But if you are at that final kind of hurdle and you keep attracting narcissists, narcissists keep coming to you like moths to a flame, then you gotta you gotta start swallowing some tough truths, right? Because something is not fixed, something is not right, something is not repaired, uh, something has not been confronted. If you are still falling into narcissistic cycles with other narcissistic people, it's because there's some deeper wounds in the inner self, some deeper truths that you're gonna have to confront right here and right now. Because here's the truth. Um, the cycle of narcissistic attraction is absolutely chaotic. It's chaotic. Okay. And that makes it really hard to navigate from the jump, right? That makes it difficult because, um, the personality that, um, narcissistic people have, it can be charming. It can be charismatic. Um, they can see when you are a person who is willing to push to, and you're willing to settle for less. We get sucked into that. It's a slow, slow slide into destruction. And then once we're there, we're isolated and we can't even really make sense of ourselves or the world around us and all paths into heartbreak, right? For us to break out of that toxic whirlwind, we have to understand what it is inside of us that is anchoring us in that storm, which is the narcissist in our lives. Because make no mistake, narcissists rarely, rarely, it's a very specific type of narcissist who would go after someone who's better than them, stronger than them, more stable than them. Okay. They resent those people. Um, They might try to charm them to win in some way, but ultimately um, the narcissist isn't going to try to conquer someone. That's going to be a huge challenge. Narcissistic people prefer to go for people that are easily conquerable, who are vulnerable, who are, um, you know, inferior to them perceivably in some way. So what is it? What is it in you then that the narcissist has identified as this attractive quality? Why do you keep getting narcissistic friends who want you to do all the emotional labor for them when they never return that same emotional labor for you? Um, Why do you keep getting these partners and it's a one-sided affair and they don't hold space for you? 
What is it in you? Because there's something, right? It's not that you're broken. There is something inside of you that the narcissist is attracted to. What is it? Well, first of all, you have to check your self-esteem. You have to check your self-esteem. How do you feel about yourself? The accomplishments you've managed in your life. Is it easy for you to be proud of the hard work that you've done, of the skills that you have? Or are you someone who hides your light? Self-esteem is the foundation Okay, on which we build our lives and our relationships, whatever you think of yourself, however you feel about yourself and the value and worth that you bring to the world is what you will attract in every aspect of your future relationships, friendships, family included. Low self-esteem makes you a sitting duck for a narcissistic person, period. There's just no way to split that. They desire someone that they can control, that they can isolate, that they can manipulate. Um, They want someone who's going to deny themselves. A person with healthy self-esteem isn't going to do that. They're going to say, absolutely not. Don't speak to me that way. Don't treat me that way. I will go and see that person. I will not cut these people off. Whatever it is, the the only person who's going to deny themselves, who's going to make themselves small, who's going to allow themselves to be bullied, pushed around, made to feel miserable is someone with low self-esteem. Is someone who thinks that that's what they deserve. That is who will be coerced into allowing others to mistreat them. Period. Narcissistic people can see this and they use it. Okay, they that's how they are able to blame you for their self-destructive behaviors. If you have low self-esteem, they tell you it's your fault. They can tell when you value them more than you value your own well-being. They can see it from a mile away. They can smell it. They can it's an instant they meet you and they will take advantage of that low self-esteem in every way they can. So if you have low self-esteem, that might be the biggest attractor in your life. Next, look at your self-image. Would you say that you have a very stable image of self? Do you like absolutely know who you are? You feel comfortable in your skin? Uh, you can be vulnerable. You can be strong. Or are you just like fully comfortable in your human experience? Or <laughs> would you say that you're kind of unsure about who you are, what you want, you know, where you're going, what it means to be you? Self-image is a really important aspect of both our lives and our relationships and the way we build both of those things, okay? You have to have a healthy perception of yourself and your abilities and what you bring to the table as a person and a partner in order to build a healthy relationship. And inside of that self-image is also an image of who you want to become, right? It's not just who you are right now in the second. It's who you're growing toward, you know, the direction you know you need to be moving in. Um, And when that's you know, unstable or it's been destabilized by life trauma, chaos, uh, it becomes really easy for people to slide into the cracks and start telling you who you are and what you want. Narcissists love isolating people who have no sense of who they are. The narcissist will use them up, reshape them into molds um, that provide them with whatever they desire and, you know, whatever kind of like validation and supply they're looking for. You have to have a very confident sense of self in order to withstand and avoid a narcissist attacks. When you have an unstable sense of self, you become weakened and you you become easier to isolate, easier to coerce, easier to push around. And this is, you know, interestingly why we sometimes see a lap of uh, borderline personality disorder and narcissistic abuse. It's because that image of self comes into these toxic relationships so strongly You're not allowed to hold a stable image of self. And if you have a weak image of self, the narcissist will completely destroy it. They won't allow you to have it. However, if you get trapped in a narcissistic relationship and you do have this strong image of self, really, really, really strong, 
Even though the narcissist is attacking it, you are able to withstand it. And those with borderline personality disorder, that's like one of the one of the biggest aspects of it is that unstable self-image. And this is also what makes them so vulnerable to narcissistic abuse. Now, thirdly, you also have to consider your boundaries. Okay, boundaries are a must in any happy relationship, period. Period. That's just a fact. But in narcissistic relationships, uh, boundaries do not exist. So if you're someone who keeps attracting narcissistic friends and partners into your life, then you need to look at your boundaries and the standards that you're holding with those people. Narcissists will not allow consistent boundary holders into that like intimate inner life. They just won't have it because the people that are closest to them, they need to be able to control. In their relationships, they're the only people who expect their boundaries to be respected. A narcissist has a million boundaries and they will demand that you respect every single one of them, but they will not respect any of yours. With those around them, they need people who will deny and subjugate themselves. Okay, so they don't have to always do that work. Series of narcissistic relationships can be a major sign that you're not protecting your well-being with boundaries. You got to look at the pressure points in whatever relationship you're concerned about. Are you being pushed around? Do you feel coerced? Do you feel like you're being forced to say yes when you really want to say no? That's a pretty big red flag that your boundaries aren't being respected. You know, and if that's a consistent pattern that's been years and years and years, then it's it's, you know, you have to question the person behind it. Here's the fourth layer you have to look at. This is the kind of fourth um, attracting factor that usually comes to people or is, you know, relevant to people who keep having narcissistic friendships or narcissistic intimate relationships. When you step back and take a bigger look at the pattern, what you often realize is that you've you've normalized the bad. You've just normalized a lot of really bad, selfish, crappy behaviors because you've been so exposed to it for so long that you don't even realize it's happening to you anymore. You've been doing all the work. Yeah, you've been consciously like learning lists, memorizing things from psychology today. But functionally, day to day life, you still don't understand what's not normal because you that's all you've ever been around. Okay, I know it's easy to think that oversteps and abuse would be obvious. but That's not the case. Some people are, you know, raised in environments that are so toxic and dysfunctional that they learn to normalize extremes, extremes that a mentally and emotionally healthy person would not. Okay, it can be hard to see what's wrong when wrong is the only thing you've ever been exposed to. So when you're looking at the patterns, you have to like look all the way back. It's this this matter of like zoom out, zoom in, zoom out, zoom in. You have to really zoom out for a second And consider your entire history in order to break the pattern of this narcissistic attraction and attachment. Are you someone who is normalized accepting the bare minimum? Has that been the only thing you ever got your whole life, your whole childhood, and then every relationship since? Have you ever had a healthy example of love, support, or friendship in your life? One that you would be proud of? to brag about in front of the world or has it always just been you get you get the you get the smallest piece if you're going to stop accepting less than you deserve you got to raise your standards and see bad behavior for what it is and then acknowledge it for what it is bad wrong unacceptable last but not least here's the hardest one to accept this is the one my clients don't love This is the one my readers don't love. 
Um, but the fact remains, and it is true. If you've been doing all this work and you've been really focusing on yourself and you've been really trying to understand narcissism inside and out, but you just keep bringing them into your life, you may have to acknowledge your own narcissistic traits too. Okay. Uh, We all have them. Okay. No, we're not all narcissists, but we all have narcissistic traits. Think about it. It's just evolutionarily, it's an evolutionary necessity. Okay. It's evolutionarily required because at some point you need to have a little uh, self-care, let's say a little um, protection, self-protection. And that's what narcissism can be. Narcissism can, you know, protect you from, from bad things, bad people doing things, you know, being a lemming that jumps over a cliff. However, when you slide down that spectrum, you become more and more of a monster. As you get more more down the narcissism spectrum, it becomes more and more almost pathological and more and more manipulative, dark, and there's less empathy as you slide along the narcissism scale to the extreme end. That's a problem. Uh, And the narcissism gurus online don't like to say it, but our own narcissistic traits, wherever we fall on that scale, can be attractive to other narcissists. Oh, yes. Other narcissists. No one is more attracted to a narcissist than a narcissist. They can feed off of each other gloriously. An overt narcissist and a vulnerable narcissist. Chef's kiss. They love it. They love it. They're a toxic, toxic brew. No one can appeal to a narcissist's ego like another narcissist, okay? They can be the ideal validator of the other person. So if you've been walking around, and it's a big sign if you've been, you've been really leaning into labeling yourself an empath, um, you need to check your own narcissistic traits, okay? Because here's what you see with the empaths, right? The ultimate victim, They walk around telling everyone about how hurt they've been. They call themselves the specific label. And because they are the specific label, many of them believe that they are then superior above being called out, above solutions, yada, yada, yada. What does that sound like? It's it's very common to see people who very proudly and loudly label themselves empaths um, dipping their toes in that pool of covert narcissism. Okay, and grandiose narcissists love covert narcissists because what does a grandiose narcissist love to do? A grandiose narcissist loves to swoop in and be the hero to play the white knight in someone else's crisis story. What bigger supply is there than that, than being the hero of a story? So you've got to tread lightly. It's easy to point the finger and say, there's a narcissist there. There's a narcissist there. They love these things that they broke in me. But sometimes narcissists love us because we reflect their own narcissism back to them. And if that's the case, you got to stop playing the victim and you have to seek another path. None of that is without hope. If any of those traits sound like you, none of those things are without hope, okay? you It doesn't matter what the pattern is. It doesn't matter what the pattern is. It doesn't matter how many narcissists you attract. If you're the narcissist yourself, you can still change things. You can still manage your behavior, change the outcomes of your life. No, a narcissist can't, you know, change their narcissism, but they can learn better behaviors, 
And you, the not narcissist, can change the way you relate to yourself and their behavior. So if you want to do that, first you have to focus on building healthy self-esteem. Self-obsession is not the same as self-love. Self-love is not the same as selfishness. Next, you need to increase emotional intelligence. Increase emotional intelligence. Figure out how you feel, why you feel that way, and how you react to your emotions. Is it good? Is it bad? Does it hurt others? What is a better way you could relate to your emotions? The more you understand your own emotions and emotional motivations, the more you will be able to see those same emotions and motivations in others. It will deepen and transform your relationship, not only with yourself, your history, your trauma, but everyone else in your life. It will improve your understanding, your compassion for everyone in your life. And that empathy is what keeps the narcissism at bay. You learn, you learn deep, deep empathy, how to relate to the emotions of others when you increase your emotional intelligence. Last but not least, focus on building healthy relationship skills. Relationships are not magic. It's not a movie. They don't just like, boop, here you go. That's not how it works. If you want that happily ever after, if you want those friendships, all of those things, learn how to build them, learn relationship skills, learn how to communicate, learn how to regulate your emotions. There's a lot that goes into making sure there's balanced relationships with the healthy people around us. So stop reacting to the same toxic patterns and literally teach yourself to do differently. In the end, you, you are the one who's going to break the pattern or not. And it will come down to the hard choices that you make and the visions that you continually work toward and aspire to. Your your relationships can reflect any healthy ideal that you want, okay? You don't have to settle for anyone who puts you last. You don't have to engage in or normalize people who make you feel less than or miserable, you know, or anything but content and happy and joyful and excited. You can build happier relationships. You can. It's still possible. And you can break out of your own narcissistic tendencies and learn how to find the balance and connection and in love. But it's only going to happen when you allow yourself to be fully conscious and aware. So break out of your ego. Focus on the bonds you desire. Narcissistic love doesn't have to be the standard for you anymore. Okay? Healthy love can be. And that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this was eye-opening for you. I hope that even though we had to swallow some hard truths today, I hope that, you know, this was validating and it set you on a path to be better than you were yesterday. It's all you got to do. You just have to feel better about yourself tomorrow than you did today. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, Why not leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts? If you take a screenshot once it goes live and send it to me, I will send you a little ebook. Just email it to me, admin at therealebjohnson.com. And that's it. I'll send you a totally free ebook from The Growth Shop. For everyone else, we'll have a new episode coming out next week. But until then, make sure you check in daily new articles on medium.com and new videos all week on TikTok. So head on over there and check it out. Lots of goodies and advice on personal growth, development, and narcissistic families. So until then, I'll see you next week. Keep your head up and your eyes on the stars. Bye-bye.